Welcome to Gadgets, a podcast from Gizmodo where we woman-splain the latest technology. I'm your host, consumer tech reporter Florence Zion, and I'm joined here by Protocol's news editor, Caitlin McGarry. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Flo. Thanks for having me on our podcast. Thanks for being here. (laughs) This is a... we, We do have a little bit of housekeeping that we need to impart onto our listeners today, which is we that do. sadly, this is your penultimate episode. Yes. So. I I'm flying the coop. Is that what people say? <laughs> no. Okay. Just, well, <laughs> we're we're in Act Three right now of mm-hmm. your podcast uh, experience here at Gadgets, and you know I I think people are hoping for some real drama. Oh, so we'll see what oh. we can get. Okay, we are talking about Theranos today. That's so. true. Is this like like uh? Wow, this is going to be relevant for Flo. Is this like a Real Housewives reunion special, part one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I pulled that out of my back pocket. <laughs> That's really good. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> See, I, I think our re- listeners have realized that I don't know anything about reality TV, but I try to relate with you. <laughs> Still. I, I appreciate that. Um, I... I've actually been taking a sort of a little personal, like, break from the Housewives. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm still watching it like every week and everything, but just oh, like is that a break? <laughs> just like me meme-wise, I've been more <sighs> I'm so excited to talk about Theranos with you today because I've been watching the damn series and then like we're having the trial happen in real time now. Yeah. <laughs> over in San Jose. So yeah. I'm it's like right around the corner from you. Yeah. Uh this yeah, is this reality is- TV for me right now. It's pretty good. I mean, I don't think, well, we'll get into it in, in a second, but I don't think this trial is going to be quite as fascinating as the Elizabeth Holmes trial because this is her, uh, her former partner slash former chief operating officer. I was going to say, uh, no, I, I don't, he is more than a lover. It was, yeah, I mean, they it lived was a partnership. Together. Uh, she has described it as abusive and those claims are not being, used in this trial like that's not part of it um but that came up in her trial so yeah if you've been watching the dropout you know we'll be talking about it yeah i I guess spoilers ahead if you haven't read the wikipedia for uh (laughs) if you you blacked out for the last five years and have not heard of theranos well Uh, lucky Uh, well, you know who is also going back to their ways is Instagram, thankfully. Yes, this is a good thing. I can't. Yeah. I actually haven't installed the update yet, but I'm excited to like, get back to my Instagram roots. Because as I've discussed on the pod, I've kind of like given up on Instagram a little bit. Like, I don't check it that much. I do check it like, once you know, a day. Yeah, yeah I get I, like some DMs, like people send me memes. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. But like, I used to be... A scroller and now i'm like eh, whatever oh okay i can't wait to get into that with you too because uh, i was about to and i was like no we should wait we should wait, we should wait. also <laughs> to rounding <laughs> off our podcast today we're gonna actually have james whitbrook on from io9 which i'm excited because uh james so 
Caitlin and I used to watch Riverdale. We did. We were a little bit obsessed with Riverdale. We were, we were really into it. And then I dropped off. I think you dropped off as well. And then I saw James I did. write about this. And I love James because he approaches things in a in a in a way that like I approach things and I I just really wanted him to come on for our fangirl section today and just like talk about help help us catch up on Riverdale and so maybe we should decide if we can get back into it that's what I'm hoping today to figure out I I think I might be I think I might be ready but yeah we have to hear we have mm-hmm. to hear James's verdict James mm-hmm. has opinions and <laughs> the people wait. need to hear them <laughs> I can't wait he's on standby right now so we have to get to the rest of this podcast first. So quick break and we'll be right back. For anybody that followed the Theranos trial several years ago when the miniseries came out on HBO and, you know, the grift of Elizabeth Holmes was finally revealed, this might sound like a little bit of a reprise, But Theranos is back in the news because we have the dropout on Hulu, which has brought it back into like the pop culture zeitgeist. Amanda Seyfried is doing, by the way, an incredible job. She, I think I mentioned this on last week's pod, but she was studying for two years the voice of Elizabeth Holmes to be able to fully just personalize this role. Can I just, let's stop right here. Theranos was like literally like last year. <laughs> that trial was last year. <laughs> Not was it? several years ago. <laughs> I know like time is a flat circle, but like seriously, Theranos just happened to flow. You're right. I know. You, you know, in the mid 2000s when Theranos was. <laughs> <laughs> You're no, right. Girl, it, I, was like, it was like a couple months ago that she was found guilty. This just happened. <laughs> Okay, Guys, this so pandemic is, and having a child two. has ruined my life, like sense of time. I don't. <laughs> has ruined my. Uh... <laughs> Let me walk that one back real quick. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! We're already <sighs> off the rails. Okay, let's reel reel it in. Okay, so Theranos, the first trial was Elizabeth Holmes. Everyone mm-hmm. obviously knows Elizabeth Holmes. Like, yeah, but. There's another trial, which just started yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunny Balwani mm-hmm. was the COO of Theranos. Uh, he was Elizabeth's partner. And she has claimed that, like, he was really controlling of her and controlling of Theranos and, like, knew everything that was going on. And the prosecution uh, in Balwani's trial, he's also being accused of fraud, which is what Holmes was convicted of um his the prosecution is arguing that the same thing like they were partners in crime they knew everything that was going on they conspired together to like defraud investors and clients by lying about this machine that didn't really analyze one drop of blood uh for all of these illnesses so his defense in opening arguments yesterday argued that like it was Holmes's business like it was all her like he was just like along for the ride basically it was her it was all her I had nothing to do with this I didn't tell her to drink green juice I didn't tell her to change how she dresses or to 
get her shit together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the uh I so they're not they're not taking the the abuse claims into account in this trial, but she like I think in her trial she showed like a schedule that he had made for her. Mm-hmm. Um like he scheduled out he allegedly scheduled out her days and like it was wild. Like I don't know if I can pull it up right now. I should have pulled it up before, but uh yeah, it was just like she had to be up like extremely early. Um yeah, the green juice situation um i forget if there was anything else major but yeah it was just it was a lot so you could see like that line from like he controls my life to like he also controls what's happening at theranos but like none of that has been proved so this will just like examine how much he knew of what was going on Mm -hmm. it seems pretty likely that he knew (laughs) everything that was going on uh, because, like, he told investors that Theranos would have, like, up to a billion dollars of revenue when they were making, like, absolutely no money at the time. So that seems like a pretty clear, like, yeah, dude. I know. I'm being re-traumatized. <laughs> I know. Well, if you've been watching The Dropout, you know, like, he was a central figure in her life. They met, like, in college, they worked widely together, by the way, in relationship. A m- older man having a relationship with a young with a girl. Okay, because I know we want to consider ourselves like adults at eighteen, but sure, he was like, yeah, yeah, I can't remember how much older than her he is, but it's it's like well, a, he was in his thirties, I think, when he met her when she was a teenager, which is automatically yeah. screams red flag emoji everywhere. Yeah, I think, yeah, he's close to 20 years older than her. But the trial is not going to be, out, you know, we just have to say it. It's not going to be, like, as thrilling as the Holmes trial because he's just not, like, the character that she is, right. you know. Um, but she is on the list of witnesses. Even on Protocol's reporting, I saw that there weren't a lot of butts in the seats <laughs> of the trial yeah. like people didn't really come out for this except the journalists covering it yeah we uh we had a reporter go um because we covered the Holmes trial a- in person and so we sent someone yesterday veronica um and she was like there's no one here like i'm the only one here there's just a couple of reporters it's like not even the spectacle that it was last time which makes sense I mean, it does make sense, but it'll just be interesting to see because, like, she's still, like, out and about. She's been convicted, but I don't think she's been sentenced yet. And so she's just, like— She has children. Yes. She has a child. She's living somewhere in California. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I don't know if him being convicted will, will, like, make any sort of difference there. But, like, it is—if he is convicted, this whole Theranos thing has basically just proved what— Everyone who has been covering Silicon Valley for years, like you and I, Flo, Mm -hmm. like already knew, which is that startups are often like full of shit. Uh, Like (laughs) startup founders like make a lot of bold claims because they're trying to raise the profile of their company. Like they might exaggerate stuff sometimes. But in this specific case, because it was about people's like lives, you know, they were diagnosing very serious illnesses or claimed to diagnose illnesses with one blood drop, like that just elevated everything. And I think that's 
uh, that's why this case became such like a huge touchstone. Besides the fact that Elizabeth Holmes is just like a character, like the voice. I still can't get over the voice. I know it's like we. I know it's like well covered territory, but voice. (laughs) I can't get over it. I really wanted us to talk about this because obviously I've been, so I tend to work backwards on these things. I kind of wait for things to blow over a little bit or like a resolution to come to it. And then I go back in time. I see like what was written about it and what was happening. It was hard for me to really follow along with this case as it was happening with everything else in life. And so now that I can, now that I'm watching, you know, the Hulu show, and sort of experiencing this in real time, I thought it was just really interesting how the Silicon Valley grifts have become a part of our pop culture. Like these people, their grifting has turned them into these semi-celebrities. I mean, and if anybody has been paying attention to the uh, socialite uh, gossip rags, Caroline Calloway is in the news again over there on that side. And so it just makes me think about like these people who are notorious for ripping people off and how they kind of, you know, we're we're watching their downfall. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> essentially like the Silicon Valley grift these days is just NFTs. Like if Theranos had been in the NFT business, no one would have been convicted of fraud. It's <laughs> NFTs and crypto. I was uh, my, so my husband has been like, I probably shouldn't out him, but (laughs) Eric, what have you been doing? (laughs) But let's just say, let's just say I learned about how quickly these crypto griffs come (gasps) and go. Like they will just, they will flare out in, in the like 24 hours. They'll have some like coin and then all of a sudden you buy into a coin, just like disappear. Like nothing. It's. I think they're pump and dump okay. schemes. Like yeah. it, again, this is all terminology. I'm just learning. Please don't ask me what I really mean by this. I'm just like <laughs> sure, learning as I go. The little pump and dump. No, that's <laughs> no. Apparently, that is a terminology it is. that is used. Yeah, it's like to inflate the value of a coin when you plan to. So yes. then you plan to sell it while everyone else is still buying in, and yeah. you make a lot of money. Yeah, it's all. It's all a scam. Are we going to see a Hulu docuseries yes, about an NFT? You think like are. a big NFT inflated? Yeah. I mean. Crypto Bros coming to HBO Max later this year. Like, I just made that up, but like, that's gonna happen. (laughs) Oh, I was like, what? (laughs) Crypto Bros, sign me up. Is it by my judge? That would be, that would be amazing. That would be so good. (sighs) Too bad Elizabeth Holmes was not around for NFTs because that would have been hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Before we move on, I just want to say, I think she is living, by the way, in a $11 million house on a sure. hill in like one of the most expensive neighborhoods in uh, the peninsula right yeah, now. That tracks. So, yeah. I mean, like nothing really happens to grifters. They just like flame out and then she'll be back with an NFT scam in like a couple of years. I know. <sighs> the circle of I life. <laughs> circle of life. All right. We'll be right back. We'll talk about Kuna Matata. <laughs> CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Caitlin, Instagram is, you know, it was once the social network that our generation, our millennial generation really ran with it when it came out and we're like, this is our thing. And now it just kind of feels like it's been slowly fizzling now that, you know, it's been trying to do a lot to compete with TikTok Mm -hmm. and folks don't really seem on board with that game plan because I have seen nothing but complaints across the board about the algorithm changes, Mm -hmm. the so-called renewed focus on video and video engagement. And it's like such a far removal from where we started with Instagram as far back as like, what, 2010, 2011? back in the the pioneer days. Um, (laughs) Mm. Because Flo (laughs) thinks we're ancient. Um, Okay, Instagram is not that old, but they were acquired by Facebook in 2012, and it's basically all been downhill from there. I mean, like, can I, <laughs> let's just be honest, like, Instagram was cool, it was fun, like, you just put these now horrible filters on everything to make, you know, like, your shitty iPhone pictures look, like, purposefully shitty and not just, like, actually shitty But then, like, after Facebook bought it, they just, like, tried to compete with, like, every other cool app that came up. So, like, Facebook tried to buy Snapchat, and Snapchat didn't want to sell. So they added, like, a bunch of filters. They added Instagram stories to compete with Snapchat stories. And now that TikTok is the new thing. Oh, before that, there was IGTV. Do you remember they had, they tried to make us watch TV on Instagram? Like, lunatics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was, like, to compete with YouTube. And now with TikTok, like they introduced Reels, and now when you try to tap on something, it just takes you to Reels, even if you had no intention of watching Reels. And like, it's not working. It's not working. TikTok is growing like crazy. The TikTok algorithm is like a science, like perfectly nailed. That's why people love it because yeah. if you don't like something, you just automatically just zoop and it'll toss it out of your algorithm. Yeah. That's it. And so you have this very fine-tuned experience, which on Instagram, Reels especially has felt like such a yeah, it has felt like such an incredible copycat feature. And by the way, not helped by the fact that people who make TikToks, they'll just export them and then upload yeah. them to Reels, which Every is like Every reel I watch has like TikTok can we not do that yeah. though? It's like it's <laughs> like, wild. But I think so Instagram clearly knows like I mean it's getting political backlash for like addicting teens and making teen girls like feel bad about their bodies. There's like it's getting so much heat. Uh, you know, people have had to testify in front of Congress like it's a lot going on. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So now they can be like, okay, 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 we'll scrap the algorithm or we'll make the algorithm like just part of it and we'll bring back the chronological feed so you can see everything in order, all of your Mm -hmm. friends' posts or whatever, like the influencers that you follow, you'll just see everything in chronological order and we can't possibly be accused of like manipulating things with an algorithm because you can choose between an algorithm or like chronological feed. And... 
I get exactly what they're doing, but I'm grateful for it because I'm getting syrup that like, okay, so I don't check Instagram that much anymore. Open it like Mm -hmm, once a day. mm -hmm. And when I do, I'm seeing things from like six days ago, two minutes ago, like it's all over the place. And I don't, I don't even know what I'm, I'll comment on someone's post. I'm like, oh my God, that was from last week. Like, what am I doing? I didn't know it was so old. And I just want to see everything that was posted from the last time that I opened the app. Like, that's it. That's all I want. And now I'm getting it. I agree. I've been kind of creeping on my friend's Instagram profiles lately because I realized that the algorithm has made me miss some moments. Like, I'll see a post pop up and be like, oh, that person had a child. I mean, I knew that person was pregnant before. I'm like, oh, crap, they actually had the kid and I missed it because I was you know, over here doing my job and everything else that I had to do that kept me away from it. And um, I'm not sure about this so-called, what did Instagram say that they wanted to make the company, make time spent on the app feel more intentional? Like they just say things, like companies just say things, like whatever. They're in trouble. They're competing with TikTok and losing and they need something to get people like influencers are pissed at them because like their content is getting buried i I, like i follow like a few like fashion like i really am into like high fashion Mm -hmm. so i follow a couple of you know those accounts and like sometimes i won't see their stuff for a really long time and then it'll pop up like hey because i don't interact with anything let me let me be clear when i use instagram i don't like anything (laughs) like from an influencer i don't comment on people's posts unless I know them. So if I'm not engaging, like the algorithm just buries everything. But I I still want to see that stuff. I just don't, uh, I'm not interacting with people who I've never met. I just want to like, see like fashion. So yeah, I think this will go a long way toward, you know, addressing a lot of those concerns, like politicians, influencers who they need to stay on the platform because they're fleeing to TikTok. And like, users who have been using Instagram forever, who are just pissed that they're missing all of this stuff. Um, And there's going to be, so they're not doing away with the algorithm feed entirely. It's going to be an option. So when you open it, it defaults to the algorithmic feed, but then you have two new uh, tabs to choose from. You can choose um, favorites. So you can add like all the accounts that you definitely want to see their stuff in chronological order. And you can just choose uh, like all of the accounts that you follow to see all of their all of their posts. So I think that's a good like middle ground to me. I mean, it's just rolling out today, Flo. I haven't gotten the update yet, so I haven't tried it out. Me either. But like, it does seem like options. Options are good. Like we've just been wanting options mm-hmm. for the past, I don't know, when did Instagram change their feed? Like 2016. It's been a while. Yep. Yep. I think Instagram would be better suited if it would have just, you know, stuck with the idea that it wanted to become this shopping destination because um, Instagram for me is half following like artists and designers that I admire. They'll do flash sales on there and sometimes I'll miss those flash sales because of the algorithm. And then the other half is, you know, the personal, like keeping in contact with people that I basically, I left Facebook for. Like, these are the people I carried over. And I just don't think that chasing TikTok is is anything that fits for Instagram. I don't think that works for Instagram. Just the general nature of it, the way it's always been. um, It's photos. Like, it should stay photos. Like, I really, I really, I I mean, having videos 
is fine. But like, that's not what people are using Instagram for. I love the return of the photo dump, by the way. Yes. I saw the people have been doing it. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing the photo dump. This is my trip in 10 slides. Like, that's yeah. all you need. I know. I have like, you know, I never put po- the last time I posted was like sometime last year. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should just like dump all the things that I've done in the last six months just in like one little and then I don't have to think about it again. It's like a nice little journal entry for your friends. It's kind of how I am trying to approach it now. And also, uh, I fell into a bit of a trap while I was I was freelancing before I was here at Gizmodo, and I was doing a lot of um, – sorry, I just got distracted by this phone dying. <laughs> I was doing a lot <laughs> – I'm testing over here in the Flow Lab. Uh, I was doing a lot of uh, taking workshops on, like, how to build your brand because, you know, it's kind of part of, like, billing yourself as yeah. a freelancer and focusing a little too much on Instagram becoming the uh, – the platform for that and you really don't need to pour your heart out on instagram every Mm-mm. single time that no. you're on there i feel like everybody's tired of doing yeah. that too i don't like less feelings just less <laughs> it's okay we can we can feel deeply in our little circles and then maybe in public spaces we're just it's okay mm-hmm. it's okay to celebrate that beautiful sunset that you took a picture yeah. of you don't have to post a poem yeah. about it just just share that oh. sunset <laughs> But if a nice haiku does come to you and sure. it rhymes, Listen, like, yeah, definitely don't, share don't it, you know? Don't let me get in the way of, like, your creative flow. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> don't let Caitlin get in the way yeah, of creative flow. Got it. Uh, that's That sums up <laughs> our decade of knowing each other, basically. <laughs> All right. Well, this feels like a good time for us to call in fan james to join us to fan so we'll be right back Joining us for our fangirl segment today is IO9's James Whitbrook, deputy editor. Hello, James. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> that was that was very mellow. Because James is not really that mellow, actually. <laughs> it depends on the subject matter, which oh. of course no doubt we'll get into. Yes. Very okay. soon. Wow. That was a perfect segue, James. You are a pro at this. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, James, so Caitlin and I used to watch Riverdale. We both got into it. I got into it in the beginning because of Luke Perry, rest in peace, (laughs) because I'm a huge 90210, like, as you know, probably by now. I mean, Brenda's my Slack icon now. So, you know, (laughs) we're back there. Yeah. Uh, and I watched it. I actually, I picked it up, uh, I think like halfway through season one or maybe beginning of season two because someone mm. told me I had extreme Cheryl energy and I yes, had to, yes, you do. I had yes. to see if that was like good or bad. And like, honestly, I think it's kind of good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's turned out quite well at this point. <laughs> I yes. mean, I fell off, so I don't know how she turned out, but like in the early oh. days, <laughs> oh god okay we're gonna get into we're it so spoilers into it. from here on out anybody who doesn't want to know i i appreciate you just let this play so that we can get your uh listening count thank you uh <laughs> so 
James, I so Caitlin, where did you leave off? Because the last time I left off on Riverdale, Archie oh was in fighting pits and he had just gotten out of jail. That sounds mm-hmm. about right. Okay. I think we fell Which off I think around was season the same time. Four? Yeah. I think season four is when I Yeah. It's been a while. I don't even know what season we're on right now. I don't. Yeah, or season we're six, current, right, James? Yes, yeah, season six. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I think I actually fell off before the both of you. I got on board with Archie like when it was starting because um I was a big fan of in twenty fifteen Archie Comics rebooted um the whole comics line. Like obviously yeah. Archie's been around for decades at this point, but um they rebooted the continuity there and that was my onboarding point because we didn't really have Archie comics over here when I was growing up. When I was a when I was a kid, that sort of comic was, and we had like local series called like the Beano and the Dandy, and that's what I got into before. Obviously, I oh my god became Marvel and DC comics trash at a very young age, so I moved on from those. So yeah, I was pretty late to Archie, so I got on board with the show, and it was a lot from the get go. Yes, it's always but been. It's a CW show too, which is like is, par for the course. Yeah, it is thoroughly what you would call a CW show, which is a lot of drama, a lot of young very attractive people people in their 20s Mm -hmm. playing teenagers which is always very strange (laughs) um but yeah over the over the years since um the show has its show run by by um by an archie comics executive roberto aguirre sacasa and he's done a a bunch of the comics um and over the years it has gone increasingly more insane there was a the the thing i always pull is there was a time on the show when the weird thing was that archie was sleeping with his teacher oh yes that was that was very dramatic and oh that's and now, right that's how we started this whole series yes, yeah and that was the thing to let you know that this was not your grandfather's archie like <laughs> right whereas now um i'm pretty sure archie's been in the army um Cheryl has been possessed by an ancient family spirit. Mm, right, um, because didn't Sabrina come? There was yes, a Sabrina so crossover, right? This this season started with a crossover with Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which itself is another adaptation of an mm-hmm. Archie series. Um, so yes, that was set in a different reality called River Vale, oh. not to be confused <laughs> with River Vale. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Because there are multi, yes, there are multiple timelines now. Oh but, um, God, this is reminding me. This is reminding me of like Passions. Did anyone watch the soap opera Passions <laughs> back in like two thousand? It's yes. It's oh. very soap opera. Oh God, um, I love it. But I yeah, so in the much. years since, there's been a lot of like serial killers, cults, uh, right. potentially supernatural beings. Um, I think at one point there was a deal with maybe Satan, heavily implied to be Satan. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep. Okay. A lot has mm-hmm. been going on, so... Yeah, so so your headline for... You wrote a piece this week that was hilarious, and it's Riverdale has somehow gone even more off the deep end. And honestly, when I, I just read the headline, I was like... I think I'm back in. I think I'm. I think I'm on board with Same. whatever's happening Same. here. I didn't even read it. I didn't I, like I, at the time. I was just like, I think I gotta restart Riverdale. Like, is that what we're doing? We're doing it. So how has it somehow gone even like more from that? So yes, uh, like I said, like coming off season six started with this with this five episode crossover with Sabrina. Like whole different timeline. Um, they briefly killed Archie off hmm. at one point to really let you know that it was an alternate reality sure 
And you would think that is where they're like, oh, we got our, we got the weirdness out of our system this season. Like we can start just doing regular plots. And so this is, this is, uh, episode six of the season. It was called Unbelievable, which Uh-oh. very appropriate. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> A little too on picks, the nose. <laughs> yeah. It picks up where season five, uh, left off, which is long story short, uh, Hiram Lodge, Veronica's father had been exiled from the Terran for various Finally. criminal activities. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And from afar, planted, um, got one of one of Riverdale's multiple criminal gangs, because that's also another thing that happened at some point. There was like a gang war between mm-hmm. um, the Ghoulies and the Southside Serpents. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. names for everything. But <laughs> yeah, sure, that. just roll, roll with it. So, <laughs> so Hiram got the Ghoulies to plant a bomb in Archie's house. Oh, and naturally, because it's a CW show, we learn this just as Archie and Betty are rekindling their romantic relationship together. Oh, okay. Um, so the bomb went off, mm-hmm. and both of them miraculously survived the explosion. Mm, sure, yes. of course, yeah. Which we begin to learn over the course of this episode is because Archie has started developing superpowers. Oh boy! Okay, all right. Well, it's a lot. Um, we Wait, where's Jughead? Um, Sorry. Jughead was nearby and unfortunately got his his superpower was that he was deaf. Like he he becomes deafened by the blast and that's it. They did that's that all we know to Cole so Sprouse. Far. That is not okay. That's um, rude. <laughs> There is there has been some implications in press that they might go something and this is going to sound even even weirder. They might do an inverse daredevil. Um, oh, wow. With him, uh, Daredevil is, of course, the Marvel Comics character um, who has extrasensory perception because he's blind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's some hints that might do that. But yes, we learn over the course of this episode that Archie started developing unbreakable skin. He started putting on weight at the gym at a rapid pace, like he's developing extra muscle. And then we also learn that Betty got superpowers as well, because what? while she was hospitalized recovering, she begins seeing like auras of threat around people she gets like a sort of almost like a spider sense sort of thing and they team up together to take out this murderous orderly because you know hospitals are just full of murderous orderlies apparently i'm sorry this sounds like the plot line of misfits does anybody remember misfits yes yeah sounds just like that (laughs) it's very misfits and it just it just happens over the course of this 50 minutes and it's wow absolutely bonkers i was watching it because because i i infrequently check on the show now and like i thought i might as well check in it's the first episode back and i was just slack jawed for half of it like it was going <laughs> like inc- i was just increasingly thinking they can't be doing this and then they were actually doing it oh my um, god so is there wait. is there any indication of like why people are developing super po- like is it from the bomb or were they already they have the, the implication seems to be that there's um, that it's the bomb, but they haven't really like they haven't really delved into it yet. So no doubt they're going to go over it over, over the course of this season. Wow! So that's it. I'm jumping in. What's my What's my girl Cheryl up to? She yeah. What's Cheryl up to? Uh, she is busy dealing with the spirit of one of her one of her old family descendants, Abigail. That has been another thing right. that has been happening in the meantime. She has been increasingly involved with cult-like activities. She's always um, had family stuff. Like, that was, yeah. that was oh, her yeah. thread, too. Mm-hmm. Was like... She's occasionally going by the title Queen of the Bees these days, which oh, is okay. incredible. Relate- but, um, relatable. Yeah, okay. 
But in an attempt to excise this this curse that had been placed on her friends, which, long story short, curses were involved. But, um, oh, God. <laughs> but she seems to have maybe potentially like like been possessed by the spirit of Abigail. So that's that's currently Cheryl's plotline is just sitting there on the sidelines waiting to do something supernatural. So everything has gone off the rails like it's i incredible. said all right this is incredible yeah i think i think you sold me i'm i'm into yeah. it yeah let's do it flow caitlin did you read betty and veronica when you were little? i did i bought all the comics yeah, yeah. i did you get them at the grocery store i got them at the grocery store we had them at the grocery store yeah and james yeah. i didn't realize that you guys over there like didn't have the same comics as we did in the states no, like, as as were very different. So, like, Archie was a rare thing. Like, I'd seen a few of, like, the old classic digests and stuff, um, but we didn't really get it. Like, our, our, our cultural comics imports were, like, the big comics. It was, like, your Spider-Man and sure. Marvel and DC and all that. Mm. But, um, but this does actually have some roots in the comics. Like, as, as I've got more into mm-hmm. Archie mm-hmm. stuff in really? recent years, like, going back and all the old stuff, they used to be, back in the 60s, a a parody like guest issues because obviously like a bunch of these elements are from the comics anyway sabrina was just one of archie's neighbors in the old comics like right. and she just happened she just happened to be a teenage witch like so it's always been very weird and over the years they've had like some horror spin-offs and um, afterlife with archie is a is a zombie series that's, oh, wow. that's actually really good um Interesting. Archie's so always... Weird Mysteries. Sorry to yes. interrupt, but yes, Archie's, Archie's Weird, weird mysteries. mysteries. Sometimes is... that shows on Pluto TV, by the way. Oh, interesting. If anybody's like ever curious. Yeah, so they've always they've always had this dabbling with 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 genre stuff. But yeah, the 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 superhero stuff in in particular, they used to do these one off stories where Archie would become a, a hero called Pure Heart the Powerful. What? Who has very similar <laughs> abilities to the ones that he's developed in this in, in the show. I don't know how I feel about that word, that I name though. Pure Heart. It was very it's weird. Little... Like as long as he was pure of heart, he would have these miraculous abilities. And usually the joke was that like the moment he ogled a pretty girl, he would conveniently lose his powers <laughs> mid that's incredible that's what makes you impure okay mid-adventures yeah like this was like 60s comics stories at its finest so it's like there is a there is a route for them to go off it's just absolutely insane for a show that's coming into its sixth season at this point yeah this is like completely unhinged i like it i mean once they mind like the teacher thing and like how much there's not much drama left to explore with betty and veronica and like you know like you really have to just go for it just go for it like Give some, give people something to watch. Yeah, especially as a CW show at this point, oh, it yeah. might as well become a superhero show. Yeah, I mean, if Supernatural has been on for God knows how long, I feel like they'll milk Riverdale as much as they possibly can. <laughs> so, like, and it's all the original characters still still on it. Like all the yeah. same. Wow, that's pretty incredible, actually. I was going to say most of, most of them are still around at this point. Obviously, Luke Perry passed, and like I think that was the last time the show really tried to do something quite serious. Like they had a very like a very earnest episode about his passing, and like the incorporated Shannon it Doherty into the show. Episode was great. It made me yeah. cry. <laughs> it made me really sad because it was she totally played that as Brenda mourning Dylan. Oh my god! Yeah. and it wow. was like for there was a lot of nine hundred two one zero like. Uh, the fan community we did like podcasts and like uh, reddit live threads we were all just like bawling Uh because it was like our funeral it was very intense which is why i stuck with riverdale because it was kind of like out of you know Mm -hmm. trying to be loyal to 
Yeah. And <sighs> and now it's going to test that loyalty as much <laughs> as it possibly can. Listen, Flo, I think you're ready. I think you're ready for it. I And yeah, I mean, if you guys look at my watch history, you know that I love this kind of unhinged mm-hmm. storytelling. So yes, indeed. It's absolutely my cup of tea. James, thank you so much for coming and joining us for a fan no roll to kind of help, you know. I'm glad us. I can provide some insight into very weird, occasionally very bad television. <laughs> Listen, the two are not mutually exclusive. It's true. We, we appreciate all types of TV here at Gadgets. <laughs> Thank you, James. It's so good to see you. My pleasure. Well, thanks so much to James Whitbrook for joining us today. And uh, Caitlin, thank you so much for being here. We're going to have you on your last episode here next week. So everybody stay tuned to that. We're going to try and make it special. Uh, Before we go, we do want to thank our producer and sound engineer, Ryan Allen, for making us laugh in the chat, as he always does, (laughs) with his well-timed emoji. Uh, We also want to thank our cover designer, Vicky Lita, for making us look pretty in your podcast apps. We also want to remind you, if you have any comments or suggestions, I've actually been receiving some uh, questions and I would love to help out anybody if you need buying advice or anything like that. Gadgets at gizmodo.com. Inbox is waiting for you. You can also tweet us at gizmodo or find Caitlin and I on our social media profiles. Caitlin is Caitlin underscore McGarry on Twitter and I am OhThatFlow on Twitter. You can also subscribe to this podcast wherever you get yours. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'll be back next week with more unhinged technology, gadget, (laughs) and sci-fi coverage. Until then. 